seconds, in nine, in eight, in seven, six, five, four, three. Happy 1994. Yo. Welcome back, all you 1994 heads. Anyone who is new, this is a podcast discussing hip-hop. The culture that surrounds all of it and a bit of sprinkle of current affairs. Except today, we've got a special guest, obviously. But uh, follow us on 994s yesterday, uh, Instagram, YouTube, subscribe, Apple Podcast, Spotify, you know what to do. Get there. Um, all right, so this week we have Auckland's, Auckland, New Zealand's very own chef to the celebrities, cooked in over 35 countries a year, hip hop connoisseur. Bondi's permanent resident, future husband, and the widely popular 90s hip-hop nostalgic and Australia's number one boutique burger, shake, dessert, and cocktail restaurant, Milky Lane's co-owner, Pat Kula. Welcome to the show, bruh. What's up, bro? How are you amongst all this madness? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, surviving and, you know, just kind of rolling with the punches, taking it day by day at the yeah, moment. Yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a mad one out there at the moment. Yeah, but, um, you know... Good to take a minute out from uh, from the streets and have a chat with you and have a catch up. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right. Um, well, let's get stuck in because my man is a busy, busy man. Um, so you started uh, chefing. Chefing? Yep. Yeah, chefing? yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. when you were about 17, um, started to get inspired, finding like a passion within cooking, moving up the ranks, et cetera. And then got offered a job in like Sardinia? That's right. Yeah. yeah. How, did it, how, how, was that? how did that happen? Um, yeah, that's right, man. So I did my did my apprenticeship in New Zealand. Worked at some pretty good joints there. Yeah, nice. Um, you know, um, like you know, worked hard, worked my way up, like you said. And uh, it was a it was a restaurant. I was a sushi fan at the time. They uh, was called Rocco. It was this cool like shout out Rocco. <laughs> yeah, it was this dope uh, kind of tappers tappers joint. We used to some cool food there. It was super busy. It was quite a quite a pumping spot at the time. Anyway, yeah, nice. so I'd been there. A been there a couple of years and i've been talking about traveling and uh, the owners were like man well one of the owners was like i worked out in this restaurant in, in sardinia I'd like I, you should um i'll introduce you to the owner I'd like you'd, you'd love it here and i was like yeah yeah cool well, sweet ass <laughs> like, yeah, right? yeah. never heard of the place but you know I was, I was keen to spread my wings and see what was out there so i did a bit of research on sardinia it's um you know it's in, in the middle of the med you yeah. know it's part of italy between corsica and and sicily nice nice um so yeah good next thing i know be. yeah bro like it's um next thing i know i'm me and a good buddy of mine are flying out to sardinia to run this um run this restaurant out there for a season initially and um yeah it was insane it's like uh they call it like the billionaire's playground yeah right you know it's just the whole coastline is just littered with um super yachts and incredible looking italian and Ooh. and spanish um ladies in bikinis and all that kind of stuff so not not the worst place to do a season of you in nah, a man, I chefing mean, out there it was amazing it was one of it's one of the most beautiful places i've ever been um bit of a reality check for, for a young guy from from auckland who thought um thought i knew a bit about the world so like <laughs> yeah, I bet. to go over there and um just see the scale of these people's wealth and and you know and the culture shock as well italians know how to live better than better than anyone in my opinion yeah um, so yeah, yeah, that, that was that was an amazing experience. Um, I ended up doing two seasons out there, running the restaurant and eating heaps of pizza, drinking lots of wine, and Ooh, yum, and um, just you know learning about the food and the culture. It was yeah, it was sick, man. It was um, 
pretty good introduction to Europe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, so then from there you went to London. That's right. Uh, worked for Peter, Peter Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. So who, he's a he's a top Kiwi Kiwi chef been around a long time. He's mm. he's known for his fusion cooking. So he you know he takes stuff from different cultures and, and mashes them together. Yeah. So his uh, flagship store is called the Providors on on Marleybone High Street. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did. I was there for like a year or so. Um, in between stints in Sardinia, then went back there afterwards. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So um, I assume that you started to fine tune your craft by this time. Hundred percent. Yeah. You know, other opportunities were coming about. Um, what sort of opportunities sort of ended up presenting themselves to you? Yeah. So I mean, like. As a, as a young chef in, in London, you're just grinding, you know, like I'm talking, you know, 70 plus hours a week, um, getting paid very little, you know, but you're there for the for the experience and the knowledge and, you know, that's what it was all about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I was there, I was working away and a, an old mate of mine from Auckland got in touch. He was actually a head chef that I worked for at, uh, at a joint in, in Auckland and yeah. he was like, what are you up to? I heard you're over here doing a job, do you want to come trial for this agency I'm working for? And I was like, and he told me what the pay was. I was like, fuck, that's for a weekend, like almost double what I get in a week (laughs) at the moment. So I was like, yeah, cool. Didn't tell me too much about it. Um, Turns out I was was cooking for Nicole Kibben and Keith Urban. Oh, shit. Who were in... Big time. uh, It was in, um, they they were in Manchester for the weekend. Okay. I caught the train up there and cooked for them. He was doing a couple of shows, cooked from backstage and... They like the food, and and I got the job, and that was yeah, that was um, that was me for about five years. After that, I was a I was a personal chef and like a touring chef, which basically means you go, you know, you go go on tour. Yeah, yeah, and um, depending on the brief, whether you're cooking for the band and the and the crew as well, or you're just a personal chef for the artist and okay, and their you know their innocent you know their their partners or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what sort of um? So you said you Nicole Kidman and uh, so yeah, I mean that was that was just like a little weekend thing, and then my first tour I went on was the Gwen Stefani tour. Yeah, mad. Oh, what was the was it was the album? Fuck, it was the Harry Juku one. Yeah, yeah. It was called like ah, I can't remember. But anyway, so um, yeah, I toured around with was Gwen's chef for uh, about five months. Sick. Just just around you know Europe, Eastern Europe, um. The UK, yeah, yeah, it was cool, man. I was I, like, at the time, I was, it was mind blowing. It was like, shit, I didn't know this shit existed. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just from Auckland, like, yeah, yeah totally. Hell, I was yeah. like, well, it's not the type of job that gets advertised, you know, because you right. get, you know, you've got you got to get the right type of person that doesn't get all starstruck or get weird or ask yeah. for photos. Or I mean, this was this was back before smartphones and shit. So, um, you know, and. Anyway, so yeah, I was. I remember being on tour and being like, "Fuck," you know, like these guys are literally flying me around. Yeah. I'm on the tour bus, like in the fucking back lounge, getting on the piss and smoking yeah. weed every night with everyone, yeah. and it was pretty cool, you know. Like I, I mean, I just got to go to so many places that I didn't once again didn't really even know, like yeah. know about, you know. So, and um, um, and so from those sort of the early days of traveling and, and cooking stuff, is there any like standout times or? Crazy mad stories, like being backstage, like bumping uh, into whoever and whatever. Yeah, like, I mean, so 
I did, after Gwen, I, I did the Madonna tour a couple of times, oh. which I met some some really cool mates on, and um, you know, and those tours are fucking like intense. You're yeah. doing like just back to back to back to back shows, yeah, right, like for for five months on end. You know, notoriously, Madonna is the hardest person to work for. She's basically owned by Live Nation, who just fucking you know, they're just a money making machine. And I'm talking like I'm talking like. Uh, stadiums and yeah, yeah, and Gothenburg and and around Eastern Europe, like eighty thousand people a night, like every yeah, every single fuck. night. Um, so you know that was crazy. <laughs> you know, there's obviously a bit of partying that goes on, and the works intense, yeah. and um, you know, a couple of a few people actually died on that tour. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like yeah, crazy. Like it was um, just the, like the. From the cooking, right? <laughs> nah, man, I didn't kill anyone myself. <laughs> um, I'd like that, you know, there's, there's multiple steel crews that are building the stages that are leapfrogging each other around oh, Europe okay. yeah, just yeah. to keep up. And these guys, you know, once again, the, so, you know, for the, for the touring party, we, we're on, on the buses and on the planes and all that. But for these guys, they're, they're self-driving themselves there. And, oh, shit. You know, up for days, you know, anyway, so it was in, uh, it was either... In Nice, or no, uh, somewhere in France, south of France. Yeah. Um, you know they were they were just lifting up this big strut to put a lighting rig on. Dropped it. For a couple of people lost wow. limbs. A couple of people died. They literally shut down production for two days and like back at it. <laughs> Jeez, man. Um, you know, so like just the scale of that was insane to see. But you know, there, there was some good. There was some good times as well. I was, I was um, Tom Jones's personal chef. For, oh shit. For about four months. Dude, and Sir it, Tom Jones. Yeah. Shit. And he was a cool, you know, the older, like, the older kind of guys, like the, you know, the Tom Joneses and the Rod yeah. Stewarts of the world. Uh, you know, I, I, I worked for Pink Floyd as well, like Roger yeah, Waters, right. um, Mark Moffler. You know, those are the guys that I really liked hanging out with. Like, there, there's no egos there. Yeah. You know, they've been around for so long and done it all. So yeah. so anyway, I was, co- I was cooking for Tom and I got on with him pretty well. I got on with his road manager really well too. Yeah. And um, I was one morning we woke up, we were in Rome and um, the manager called me up on my hotel phone and he was like, what are you up to? I was like, fuck, I'm just in my room, bro. Like, what, what's up? He was, yeah. like, he was like, meet us outside in 15 minutes, put some clothes on. I was like, cool. Um, went outside. He'd called this other uh, wardrobe girl that was on the tour. Yeah. Went, went and stood outside, scooped up in the limo. They pulled up with Tom and everyone. I was like, fuck, what's happening? And yeah. um, they're like, we're off to the, off to the football so yeah. um, just drove us to the stadium, you know, like through the back way and ended oh, up getting ushered up. So it was it was Roma Barcelona at at the Ro- at the Rome Stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're up in the private box with Tom drinking Dom P and <laughs> fucking and that was really cool. Like um the chick the other chick that was there, she was kind of pushing the boundaries a bit. Like yeah, I I'm, yeah. I'm just like chill, I'm like, don't ask any hard questions. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm just happy to be there and talk yeah. shit. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um but she was like she was like, So fuck tell some stories, Tom. She was like, you, uh, um, you live, he, she was like, you're mates with Elvis, you're mates with the Rat yeah. Pack, like, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. what do you got? Yeah. <laughs> and um, he, he was like, yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I, lived in, I lived in Vegas for 35 years. Shut and and his, his manager is actually his best mate. Yeah, they're right. both cool old, like, fucking motherfuckers. They're yeah. all, like, gold rings on every yeah. finger. And they've done everything. Anyway, he was, like, he was like, Tom, wasn't Elvis's Christmas special your idea? And Tom was like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was my idea. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just little things like that. I was like, wow. You know, that had fucking Frank Sinatra and yeah. Sammy Davis and all the boys on it. It's just like, that's fucking mental that you like, 
lived through all that shit. Yeah, and, and I'm like, there drinking John P <laughs> with totally. you, like whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was pretty cool, you know. Like, um, you know, I, I hung out with Ed Sheeran. So he, like, a good mate of mine's um, his personal chef, and yeah. when he was out in Sydney, my mate um, Graham that cooks for him had been telling him about Milky Lane and get him hyped on it. He'd see yeah. the socials and all that. Yeah, so <clears throat> last show of the tour, um, down at, at Sydney out in out in Homebush. Yeah, yeah. So we took fuck heaps of food down, like um, fed all the crew, everyone's yeah. frothing on it. Literally Ed's coming off stage and we're in his in his um in his dressing room setting it all up. He came out like into his dressing room, shirt off and shit. He was like, Who the fuck are these guys? Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like we kind of cleared out, gave him a bit of space and he ate the burgers. He came out like fucking high fives. He was like, that was sick. Yeah, amazing. Anyway, so it was on St. Paddy's Day and we had a big, he had like an Irish band back there and heaps of, like kegs of Guinness. Yeah, and, yeah. And um, I was kicking it with all, his, his, his life's like entourage. He's got like three of his best mates with him on tour. Yeah, right. That one of them is his photographer. This, his other mate, I forget his name, he was like a banker in Dubai. And Ed was like, nah, fuck that off, man. You're like, you're coming with me. Yeah. Um, and, and you see it in him. The dude's so fucking grounded and cool. Yeah. Like once again, he doesn't have that ego. You know, he was just like, just talking to him like a normal cat, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, so, you know, definitely uh, met some interesting people along the way. Did you um, did you ever meet anyone from, like, the hip-hop world or anything like that, or um, brush shoulders? Not, I mean, not majorly. Like, I kind of, I remember, like, seeing, it was at the Brit Awards, like, backstage. I was cooking for Dizzy, like, I mean, Dizzy, it was, you know, Dizzy Rascal was one of the people there. Right. And, and I kind of, like, you know, see what's up to him. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, then, like, you know, just, just in passing, you know, I, I didn't yeah. really get the opportunity to kick it with too many people you know like yeah. I, i'm not one to cut you know if the opportunity arises cool but i'd never like but otherwise that's that yeah stuff and, and that's, that's kind of that's kind of an unwritten law of, of that industry as well okay yeah, yeah 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 nice yeah so um you're basically traveling all over the show yeah and then yeah, yeah. you end up in america for like what like nine months or something like that yeah it was, about, it was about about nine months for work and then um in stuck around for a bit so how did that sort of your, I remember we spoke like off camera before, and you were saying how American culture like influenced your, you like yeah. you a lot, and like the music and everything like that. So yeah. you're there for nine months, you're working, like then it's crazy, like and then. Well, it was it was actually the first time I'd been in New York, and like mm. you know, growing up, I was you know the fashion and the graffiti, the music, everything is just kind of like from a really young age from since I was like nine yeah. or ten or something, it just kind of blew my mind you know, yeah. I, was, I think one of the first albums I ever bought was um, Public Enemy Fear of a Black Planet and nice. uh, you know I, I was just always pretty fascinated by, by New York and, yeah. and hip hop culture in general you know, like, you know, I was Stealing spray kit, well, not stealing. So I was um, acquiring. Spray. Acquiring, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, acquire. I get you. We would acquire like tins. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. totally. You know, like, um, and I was, you know, I had my fucking jeans around my knees from, you know, I was, I was yeah. always very like from day one, very um, just immersed in hip hop and mm. and inspired by it, you know. So yeah, I mean, I was. We, we were there for the rehearsals, so we were staying in. Um, it's called. Weehawken, okay, which is just like literally over the so other side of the Hudson from from like Midtown Manhattan, pretty much. Yeah. It's, where, it's actually where Frank Sinatra's from. There's this, oh, um, true. there's this full like 
statue yeah. down on the walkway there. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, it's, 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 it's Jersey. Um, so we were, the, the, sta- the, the stadium where we were doing the rehearsals, sorry, it was in an arena. So basically it's uh, Roger Waters' Dark Side, sorry, the wall tour. So there's this incredible stage show that goes alongside it. They build yeah. the wall, then like planes crash into it. And wow. All the, all the shit. And, and Roger's just so pedantic. Like he, yeah. he you know, watched the, it's got to be perfect. You know, so we were there for a few months, just cooking for the cooking for the band and the crew. Sick. Which just fuck, it was great. You know, we're doing we're doing some pretty big days here and there, but I don't. You know, me and Scotty, my um, my business partner in Milky Lane, and at yeah. the time, shout my, out Scotty. <laughs> what up, Scotty? He was uh, he was over there with me as well. We you know we've cooked a lot around the world together, and we were yeah. just taking off, going down the smokehouses and going down the dive bars. Yeah, and, nice. You know, just any chance we had, we were fucking you know. Just getting getting involved. I mean, from from that, I guess you sort of, <clears throat> I mean, being a chef, and especially like by the time you got all this experience, you wanted to start something yourself. That's right. Yeah. And then um, and then going through all those steakhouses and all the rest of it in America, specifically New York, that inspired you both to open two and twelve. That's right. Right. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah, man. I mean, the, the the game plan. I mean, even when I first got started my sh- my apprenticeship, I always wanted to own my own spot. Yeah, you know, like that that was always what the goal was. Just have somewhere where me and my mates could hang out, and we loved the music, and you know, like the vibe and and the food yeah. and and everything. You know, so that was um, that's what we did. We set up two and twelve, uh, in the right where we were sitting. About seven years ago, mm-hmm. yeah, it was very different back then. It was literally, you know, and all the smokehouses and that they're, they're pretty stripped back. Yeah, you know, they're pretty basic. So it was like literally, we put some paint on the walls, like got some fucking cool photos and shit framed, and it was park benches. Yeah. and you know, I also due to the the budget we had, but you know, that's that that was that's the that's vibe. Part was, of it, yeah. yeah, that's all part of it. You know, it's it's about the food and the and the experience. It's you know. It's, it's certainly not a million dollar fit out vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's sort of it was two and twelve. We were at, we were at, had it for almost two years. Yeah. Um, probably not the ideal market for it in Bondi. You know, like I think it would have probably taken off a lot better in Surrey Hills or like okay, Midtown yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, I mean, it, it went well, but it just I don't know. It was it was our first restaurant, and you know we learned a lot. We learned a lot. Like looking back, you know, if I if I could rewind back to then and do it again, we'd we'd do do quite a few things differently. Yeah, but I mean, I guess from from the ashes, the <laughs> Phoenix <laughs> Rose, that is <laughs> yeah. the powerhouse of Milky Lane. Yeah. Um, yeah. What sort of so Milky Lane, massive '90s um, hip hop nostalgia vibe going yeah. across all the stores. Um, uh, yeah. um, what sort of Made you decide to go down this route because I mean you started with like a steakhouse type thing and then yeah I mean once again it's you know we the 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 partners changed a bit so the guys the two of the guys that were involved in two and twelve left and then uh, Christian and PD got involved with shout the, out well, shout out boys um, which you know I think we there, there was a better synergy there mm-hmm. between us like and we created a concept once again just based on stuff we love yeah but but more of a mass appeal vibe to it <clears throat> whereas uh two and twelve was a bit more niche like you had to get it to fucking get it like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like people would come in and they'd be like fuck what's up with the park benches and like yeah <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, yeah we're here we you know it was 
um, you know, we, we got some really good um, interior designers involved. Um, Josh Clapp, who's the one of the best in the game. Um, you know, like days one on, on the cans. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the, you know, the last supper piece we had down there. You know, just on our launch night, one of the one of the girls that came down posted it up, and Snoop Dogg reposted it. At, yeah, right. He's actually reposted it two or three times. You know, so we we definitely yeah, that's massive. Yeah, which was like at the time I was like, fuck, that's fucking. That's yeah, mad. I can't even imagine like, <laughs> yeah, you know, one of these people who I've listened to all my life, and totally. then suddenly they're just like, yeah, I did like that shit. Yeah, and like that's that's my shit. Like yeah. shit, like totally. And that's how it was from the start. You know, like it it just really started with such hype behind it. Christian had been, you know, he he's a gun on the socials, and he'd been like hyping it in the background. At the time, we were doing these like co-nut desserts. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember well, those. Yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. Which were like that went massive. Yeah, it went crazy. Like yeah. literally, like had queues down the road. We didn't even know how to make the thing, but we saw the fucking. It was saw it was like trending online, so yeah. we were like, you know, we're the first ones to make it and recreate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's been a that's been a bit of a theme with us as well. You know, we watch closely what's happening online and then we recreate it give it our own spin and and be first to market with it yeah. which has helped to kind of keep the keep the hype going and you know just stay front of mind with people yeah yeah for sure yeah um <clears throat> yeah because that definitely went mad viral and all over like the news and stuff I yeah like i remember uh, seeing it like a that, bunch right? of time like we've been on the news with a few things yeah right. a few things yeah, yeah. and then I, I guess when you kind of get known as innovators or whatever you know people yeah. people are, are watching you a bit more as well and you know like the you know the um lad bibles and those kind oh, of yeah, guys yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and so that you know we're, we're on the radar so if we come out with something cool they're quick to share it and so is it is it like usually like a combination of you and scotty thinking these things up or is it some other people involved well, or um how's that work our, our partner christian he like he spends a good push of his life on he 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 runs all our socials and, mm -hmm. and that so he's he's constantly on his phone and constantly like um he, I sometimes think he spends more time in the in the virtual world yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. um so yeah i mean he's super fast to identify a trend okay, okay and then we collectively recreate it and you know but you know it's a team thing we're, we're always thinking of new ideas and trying to you know try, trying to do something a bit different than what what the rest of the market is yeah nice 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 yeah you definitely do that and you won the you won awards and yeah, stuff like that which yeah. is a mad one <laughs> yeah totally we've got um got a few business awards now which look great on the um on the email signature you yeah, know yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. that clout <laughs> yeah right, totally sometimes i go to like if a bit of a important email comes through and i'm gonna send it from my phone i'm like nah and nah, i'll hold off till i get to my computer <laughs> yeah nice <laughs> um and then and so, so Bondi being the first one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and then it, and it grows by, what, two, three more? Uh, Pretty rapid? Yeah, so the, the, our first franchise we opened was in Cronulla. Okay. Um, which is a great response. Then it went to Parramatta. Um, the next one after that was actually the Gold Coast. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So currently we've got, we've got 11 stores open now. Woo wee! <laughs> yeah. My man, doing we, big things. So in three states, just opened the ACT Canberra was the, the last shop we opened yeah nice which is doing super well um yeah i mean bro it's it's been it's been a crazy journey yeah right and then <clears throat> so i mean if we sort of put fucking rona to one side <laughs> yeah. um i i mean i feel like it's safe to assume we're thinking 
international, we're thinking. Man, we we, we everywhere we're thinking. Yeah, like, I mean, we kind of chatted about it briefly before. You know, I, I mm. like to see us as like a kind of time capsule kind of joint, like not not too different to um, to Hard Rock Cafe. You yeah, know, okay. like you know, I you know the, I find you know that they're they're a bit more generic, but you know, do you know what they've fucking done incredibly well? They're in the international Absolutely. powerhouse. So you know. Um, I, I find that a quite a good comparison. You know, like they are a time capsule of whatever it is, 60s, 70s rock and roll, whereas yeah. we're like a 90s hip hop time capsule where you can get that nostalgic food and drinks. And, and you know, I think that that themed kind of restaurant, well, I know we, we've had a lot of international um, interest. You, okay. know, you know, ideally I'd love to see a Milky Lane in every major city, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which is definitely, you know, um, you know, we were in talks with people from Dubai and, and Singapore, had been for a while, you know, it was pretty serious, but yeah, the Rona, the Rona knocked the, the wind out of the sails. Yeah. But it's all right, man, like, well, you know, I think the people that weather the storm and get through will come through stronger, you know? It's definitely made us look at every aspect of the business and, you know, like, <laughs> when all of a sudden your your revenue drops by ninety percent, yeah, because of circumstances out of your control, it's like you really have to 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 look at every every part of it, and um, you know, it's it's a fucking massive slap in the face and a learning big learning experience. But you know, we're we're determined to push through and and come out come out stronger. And I'm sure you will, my man. Um, you know, you've got it's not just you know this. A, a, a restaurant that's great it's it's a brand you got a it's brand right, yeah. you know what i mean like it's yeah. it's becoming iconic i think safe to say yeah you know what i mean yeah so i think um i think you're good i think you're <laughs> yeah, good totally. oh bro you, you gotta back yourself right like um I, I i know we'll pull through it you know um but yeah it's um it's just been a bit of a like for everyone, man, it's not just us, of course. You know, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people that have got it a lot worse, but you know, it's evolving and we've got to evolve with it. That's it. Always got to keep evolving. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you mentioned earlier about Snoop reposting yeah. pictures. Um, yeah. So you've had like Sean Kinston, yeah. uh, Ed Sheeran mentioned before yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee, <laughs> yeah, he's been yo. done a couple of times, yeah. Rod Stewart, Post Malone, yeah, Boogie yeah. with the Hoodio, Coolio, DJ yeah. Yeller from NWA to like just name just a couple of people. Yeller was dope, man. Like he actually Bro. came and DJed at the Gold Coast. Oh, wow. That's what it was, right? Oh, wow. but no, he'd been in, he'd been in before that. Oh, okay, um, okay, just, okay. just came down from a burger and he did like a big plug, like fucking, because yeah. we, we've got a full NWA piece. Yeah, the, uh, on the Gold Coast. At the Gold Coast one, we, okay. we built this like 3D train, so it looks like they're sitting inside the train oh, looking shit. out. And he was like, "Oh, I wasn't there, but um, yeah. you know, the 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 store and our the franchisee down there was like, fuck, he was fucking mind blown by it. And he did like a big plug on his on his personal Insta, like yeah, fucking right. bigging it up. And then yeah, and then he wanted to come down and DJ. So yeah, I mean, bro, that that kind of stuff is super cool. That's crazy, man. So like, yeah, how does that feel that having like these types of people who um, some look up to, some you know of and just respect because yeah. of their, their stature, um, getting that recognition and and that hype from them, like that must feel like mental, man. Like not just for you, but like for the whole crew involved. Man, um, stuff like that. <clears throat> and also just props from customers, you know, that just the everyday yeah. people that come in and, and they're like, you're my favorite joint like i'm gonna come for my birthday and also yeah 100 percent when um when you know 
you know, famous people come in, that's great. But yeah, I mean, that's that's some of the most rewarding part of it for sure, without yeah, a yeah, doubt. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, man. Um, all right, so this kid from Auckland, now future husband in <laughs> Sydney, um, it's been a whirlwind. Yeah. So far, right now, to, from from seventeen to now, whirlwind, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, how do you think hip hop has, as a whole, has shaped you as the person? Uh, you are now like clearly it's influenced your restaurants, etc. But how do you feel like it's, you know, become your arm or your leg or whatever? Like, um, how, how's it? You know, man, I, I guess it's one of the the constants that have just been there for as long as I can remember. You know, like in my younger days, like probably the influence wasn't the best. You know, <laughs> like, like but at the same time, that's all um, makes it, you who you are. Yeah, exactly. You know. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of my best friends in life, you know, we've, you know, like, we've, we've been, you know, just hung out, fucking listening to the music, just jamming the music yeah. and, and calling each other when we hear something new and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like, um, so yeah, I'm, like I say, it's, it's one of the things that it, that's never part, you know, it's still here and it still, still inspires me and, you know, and it, and it cross pollinates as well, you know, like, like a, you know, like we're talking about with the restaurant and, mm. Yeah, so, man, it's definitely, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a huge part of my life and it will continue to be. For, forever. For, forever, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah sick. Um, so, been a part of your life forever. Then, you know, artist, who, who's your man? Who's your go-to, would you say? Um, yeah, do you know what? There's so many, so many albums like that you know, I can just go back to fucking time after time. Um, but if, if I had to choose one artist that's that I've been listening to since pro 2000, you know, for 20 years. Yeah, that's long. <laughs> a long, long time. time. Um, I'd have to say Jay-Z just because <clears throat> he, you know, he just still to this day drops bangers, but they've, um, they, you know, they, they've changed and evolved, like, you know, from his original kind of grimy, you know, can't knock the hustle, like fuck it. Yeah. You know, like street stuff that I that used to really resonate with me as a kid. You know, like sometimes you go back and, and listen to things, and you're like, yeah, it doesn't make the same sense to me that it mm, used to mm, like, I know like back mean. then. Yeah. But you know, with with Jay Z, like just the stuff he's done in business and and with his networks and you know his brand, like yeah. fucking. You know, talk about cross pollination, man. That dude's like fucking. That's massive in the alcohol world. Fucking sports. Fucking. Yeah, crazy. How, like, just own a basketball team, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. All right, shit. Yeah. Like, I relax. Mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, totally. Fuck. Um. So you know that that sh that shit blows me away, and that that's definitely a person that, you know, if I could choose someone to sit down and have a drink with, then you know, like. That, yeah, Jay would be fucking right that's up there man. for sure. Like yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I reckon um, for me it would definitely be a KRS one. Yeah, you know man. what I mean? Like, yeah, man. Like I've definitely like I've watched it's like he's yeah, that's yeah. it, man. Like yeah. he's just like that original, yeah, pretty much. And it's like, and like I mean, like you uh, know what I was just saying about Jay Z with that that journey that's you know fucking incredible, like the American yeah. dream. But you think about KRS one's journey, like as a fucking street kid almost, yeah. you know, like fucking bombing the, the subways yeah, yeah, yeah. to being an original fucking lyricist to, you know, like to being a fucking icon. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, like, and still being like how he is today without, 
without being like that guy who's in the limelight and all the rest of it. It's just like, yeah. he's like, yeah. everybody knows who he is. He's like your art, your favorite artist's favorite artist. Yeah, pretty exactly. Much, like created I mean? the boom, boom, bat. Like, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, all right, well, so, well, leading on from that, m- m- moving on, um, our song of the week. So sometimes we do album, sometimes we do song, song this time. Um, so it's not easy to pick just one song from this specific artist to talk about. And I can assure you it won't be like the last time that we talk about this person, that's for sure, uh, on the show. But um, for today's song of the week, it's none other than the guy who calls himself Jigger Hove. The man, the myth, the legend that is J to the motherfucking Z. Heart of the City, Ain't No Love from Blueprint. Uh, came out 2001. I mean, what a fucking song, bro. Yeah, um, bro. Yeah. Let's say firstly, it's a song that could legit end and be started again. And you'd be all right with that. Totally. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could yeah. definitely listen to it back to back three, four times and just be like, pick out all different parts of it. And you're just like... This is fucking amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Um, but just um, for anyone who hasn't heard the song before or anything like that, a little rundown. It's basically a massive message and a reminder that he is just amazing. It's, um, also, it's also a bit of a, you know, history of the late 80s, early 90s as well. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. fucking, you know, calling out like fucking the beastie, uh, sorry, the, the fat boys breaking up. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like talking about Biggie and, you know, just kind yeah. of really giving you a feel of that New York fucking formative 90s fucking Absolutely. street hip-hop, you know? Absolutely. That, that album is um, matched with Kanye's, funny enough, Kanye's like, um, or Kanye or however, I, I know I say it wrong to <laughs> yeah. everyone else, um, um, producing a lot of the tracks on there. Yeah. Uh, specifically this one as well like using that sample from um, I've got it written down here if I can find it uh, Bobby Blue Bland's Ain't yeah. No Love in the Heart of the Sea like just on point man like, totally and it's you know it's that was the feel of the era as well like all the mm, stuff that mm. Bad Boy was doing at the time you know like all, all those old samples and you know like yeah man it just it definitely captures that era for sure yeah um what would you say, if you can? I mean, it took me ages to even decide with this track. I had a couple in my head, in uh, in mind, but um, favorite J track, track rather, or or J era? Maybe? Man, what that just fucking jumps to mind straight away. Uh, click, you know the tune, click, click, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. with that. It's got. Um, it was actually the funny thing is like when we we moved into the site and we got this bad the same sound system we've got installed here now. Yeah, that was one thing that I actually fucking spent a bit of some, some some good money on. Yeah, and that was the first tune I put on when I when I got yeah, this. Sick. I had it so loud. There's literally <laughs> like people from the gym were coming out and going, "What the fuck's going on there?" Because it's like aggressive and it's just a fucking angry banger. Like fucking, yes. I love that. <laughs> it just disturbed. That. The, I had the windows wide open and the whole neighborhood just came out going, "Fuck." What Who's this guy? <laughs> I'm here, bitches. Yeah, totally. <laughs> what up? Yeah. Um, and then your favorite Jay era, if if you can pinpoint. Man, like you know, I, I definitely, you know, we, I became a fan, you know, from the blue no, before Blueprint, like, um, you know, like, you know, like literally from the late nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if I had to, so favorite era. Um, it's tough. 
It's tough, man. And and do you know what? And that's why I kind of pick him as the number one because there are so many good eras. You know, yeah. like I, I I'd I'd love to hear someone else name a rapper that stayed as current or fucking yeah to to so me there isn't yeah, yeah like on that on that fucking you know whether you want to call him best or best top five you yeah, know yeah, like yeah. you know Nas has like done some good stuff but just to stay on point album after album you know everyone drops a couple of fucking shockers here and here and there yeah. But, yeah, yeah for sure but generally like man most of the stuff he puts out is fucking it's pretty on point, you know. Pure fires. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, man. Um, moving on from that first impression. So we um, we listened to a track by uh, Optics and Psalm One. Psalm One. Psalm One. Palm yeah, One. Palm Sa- One. Something like that. Psalm One. Palm. Maybe. Palm. Palm yeah. One. Yeah. 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 Palm One. Uh, Palm One and Optics. Uh, Cult of Ye. Um, it'll be over there on the uh, first impressions playlist. For all you people who want to have a little listen and give us your first impressions, so don't forget to slide into the DMs. Um, but yeah, five words of less. What did you think of it upon hearing? Um, definitely like atmospheric mm. banger mm. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Done. I like it. Good. Now you got more. You want to say more? I I, I didn't quite understand the hook though. Like because um, they're talking about. Ye co- like are they talking about Yeezy cocaine? Oh, I couldn't quite, uh, yeah, couldn't quite I figure it out. Yeah, I was super confused. Like it's like they're talking about like Kanye's wardrobe, but then Ye and then like coke yeah. and then something. It was like I was trying to get my head around. I couldn't. I couldn't quite. So that kind of frustrated me a little bit because I couldn't fucking quite. Maybe I need to listen to it again. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I got um, beat was dope. Yeah. Lyrics whack. Yeah, yeah, totally. basically. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the beat was uh, pure fire. Yeah, that, that, that hook got annoying. Eh? Like it was yeah. just like, what are you talking about? Guys? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think they did the hook like five times as well. Something ridiculous. It's yeah. like, shut up. But apart from that, no, it was all right. Um, like I said, check it out on first impressions um, playlist on Spotify. We'll be coming to Apple Music. I just uh, Rona. Moving on. Um, so. Milky Lane, what's um? It's hard because I, you know, I want to say what's next, but yeah, it's crazy. Like if you if we'd had this chat a couple of weeks ago, I'd I'd bro, mate, I had it all mapped out. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shit. but um, you know what, mate? We're at the moment like everyone else in in my industry and a lot of other industries. We're just we're just we're just um playing it by ear, playing it by ear, and just you know trying to look after the people that that are around us, you know, the staff that have been, you know, that have yeah, been yeah. here and, and helped, uh, you know, have been instrumental in our success. Now we're just trying to adjust our model to, to look after them and look after ourselves and, and just, you know, it's like, man, it's survival mode for, for, for everyone out there at the moment. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's the reality, you know, like, like I say, we, you know, I, I know we're going to make it through, but it's just, it's just an evolving thing. You know, it's, it's day by day, hour yeah. by hour. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so then in that regards, then what's next for Killer P? Man, um, <laughs> bro, I, yeah, I'm, I'm very focused on the work side things at the moment, you know, like yeah. any plans to to travel or like, you know, I, I got engaged last year. There's Woo, def- shout out. <laughs> yeah, shot Daisy. Um, Daisy. I'm definitely, there's no weddings this year. You're not even allowed in a room with more yeah. than five people. Yeah, I saw that <laughs> so. yesterday. Ridiculous. Well, not ridiculous, but Man, it's mad. So for me, uh, 
you know, like, like I say, it's, it's just it's just knuckling down and, and doing what we do and, and getting through, you know, and, you know, for anyone that, that's listening to this, you know, just support your locals, you know, like... Absolutely. You know, all those those people, you appreciate what they do, just they, they need you at the moment, so so go down and, and, you know, just spend some money with them and and just spread a bit of positivity and... Share yeah. on your shows, on your socials. Yeah, share on your socials. Stuff. Just, just any, you know, every little bit counts. Whether, you know, that it's monetary or just encouragement, you know, like that stuff, it, it does help. It, it really does. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Definitely uh, reach out and see if um, your locals do delivery themselves as well. Yeah, just uh, just those little one percenters, you know, man. Like, you know, if you can call them up and you can pop up the road and grab it. Yeah. Like, man, that makes such a big difference to your local restaurant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any sort of showers you want to do before we wrap it up? Um, man, just, you know, uh, it's a pleasure to catch up with you for a chat, man. It's, yeah, for it's sure, all, for sure. I, I love, love to, chatting hip-hop, you know. And, um, man, I, I, I don't want to shout out us specifically. I just, like, like I said. Shout man. out Milky Lane. I've done it for you. <laughs> what up, what up? Um, yeah, just like, like I said, man, just support your locals and... And uh, don't be a dick. Don't fucking, you know, like, you know, some people are just reacting badly and that's just creating extra problems. There's no need, man. There's fucking no toilet paper shortage. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It doesn't exist. Like, fucking people <laughs> are scrapping over fucking toilet paper. Like, for, like, for no reason. Like, just just don't be a dick. Just go down there. you got to look after yourself, but you got to look after your community as well. There you go. There you have it. Look after your community. Um on that note, um, remember, subscribe, YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, you know what to do, follow all that madness. Milky Lane, they got a Instagram, subscribe to that, they got some mad stuff going over there. Um, for all you people who are outside of Australia who do listen, go follow, man, support. That, that little bit helps, man, because if you follow and then your mate goes over to Australia, or goes to Bondi or any of the other places, you know, it all, uh, it all trickles down. Give me a shout. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll shout you a beer. There you go. You heard it here first. Pat Killer will shout you out a beer. <laughs> but you've got to find him first. You've got to find me. Uh, all right, man. Um, it's been a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Likewise, bro. Likewise. Um, on that note, peace. Peace, bro. Peace.